So, Danny, are you ready to do this K for karaoke track? Um, that's not my name. I will pretend you didn't say that. Uh, what? Look, okay, if you're ignorant to this, I totally understand. <laughs> whoa, being, whoa, whoa. That is not my name anymore. I am not Danny. Uh, really? Yeah. I'm not even looking really? at you. you. If you want to address me, address me by my name. Dr. Worm, are you ready to do the episode? That's not my name either. <laughs> Welcome to Sadie Hawkins to Pod. Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> Welcome to the very first K for Karaoke episode. Yes. Yes. So uh, this is this is a, a it's a long a, time coming. Yeah. It's the album we've literally avoided because we never think of it. Right. And then early in the podcast, like maybe a month in, we still hadn't started our Patreon yet, and Jessica was like, maybe we'll just do K for Karaoke as Patreon episodes. And that's what we're mostly going to do. Yeah. So most of K for Karaoke is going to be only a Patreon, but we've picked a couple of songs for various reasons that will be regular episodes that we'll cover. Yeah. So this is this feed. is like a somewhat auspicious occasion yes. because not only is it our first K for Karaoke episode, but we're having a guest for the first time that's ever. Right. Yeah. This is a double. Well, it's a there's a it's a double crossover episode. It's like yes. how the CW does their crossovers. <laughs> right. First, you'll hear. On our show, Greg from This Might Be a Podcast, which is a They Might Be Giants song by song podcast, is going to join us for the second half of the episode. And then you'll be able to go over to his show and hear us on the entirety of an episode of his show. There was no, like, perfect matching of two songs between the two, you know, because yeah, makes sense. Here's Reliant K covering They Might Be Giants song, Dr. Worm. We haven't even mentioned that yet. We haven't mentioned the song we're doing, but we're doing Dr. Worm from K for Karaoke, originally by the MIB Giants. So that makes perfect sense that he's that Greg's going to be on our podcast. But then over at his podcast, I'm like, there's not really one song I could figure out. Bless you, April. There's not really one song I could figure out on his list that was like, oh, this makes sense as Reliant K. Right. So I just picked a random song that I loved called For Science. That's good And stuff. you can go hear that episode. Yeah. Yeah. So... The way we're going to do K for Karaoke is a little different than how we do our standard episodes. So in general, and this is what you can expect over on Patreon when you hear us do future K for Karaoke tracks, but instead of actually doing like early research, instead of, you know, working on the episode before we... We're <laughs> doing recording. it live on the show. Yeah, we'll, well, that's how we're going to do it. So Not because we're lazy at all, but because it's more fun that it's way. It's more fun that way, but also like the... Bless you, April. <laughs> The majority of, like, you know, ha- you know, a quarter to half of each podcast when we do a proper Reliant K song is talking about covers and fan stuff, with the exception maybe of last week, B- not last week, this might be two weeks in the future, but the exception of B-Rad, <laughs> right. whenever we did that, 
<laughs> whenever you heard that, where there were no covers, no anything. We can't really do covers. I mean, technically, we could just go look for other people doing covers of the Key for Karaoke songs. And there are occasionally, like, guitar covers and things like that of people doing the specific Reliant K version. But with but, a song like this, like Dr. Worm, it's very, very close to the original. Yeah. They don't mix up a lot of the instrumentation. It's yeah. like the chorus is a little, like, more rockin'. Yeah. You know, it's a little harder yeah. of an edge. But for the most part, it's a pretty right. straightforward sort of cover. So this is a regular episode, technically, even though we're doing Care for Karaoke, or yes. Care for Karaoke style. So there's no voicemails, because we're recording this the day after. We, we're recording this the day after we did B-Rad, <laughs> yes. but this is going to come out two weeks after B-Rad. No voicemails, no emails. But today, so for top of the show business, all I'll mention is today I was posting like the follow-up tweet stuff for B-Rad, and I talked about on Twitter our quiz that we found this is two this is two weeks in the past now i was gonna say should we not just save this for next week which is for the band i mean i mean last last week week. (laughs) this is the first time we've done this it's the first time we've recorded out of order the first time we've had a guest the first time we don't care for karaoke this is all we are killing it virgin ground (laughs) is that the phrase (laughs) i should use um so yeah so never mind i'll talk about that next week when we talked about everyone's reactions you, you've already heard about uh, that well, so we talked about that last week um so i was listening to k for karaoke earlier and like you said this is not an album that we necessarily think to listen to and we don't own a physical copy no i think we own one of the k for karaoke related seven inches we do i'm i think yeah but we don't own a physical copy of the right. full album so a couple different albums for me had sort of passed me by at the time. Like we've talked about how Five Score passes by just like a little bit. We knew the singles and Forget Not Slow Down also passed me by. And now like Forget Not Slow Down is my go-to Reliant K album usually. Mm-hmm. K for Karaoke just has not become that yet. So I was listening to it today and I realized that for the most part, there's really only two songs on here that I seek out the originals of. Okay. The inspiration is absolutely a go-to jam. Mm-hmm. I love Yacht Rock. That is definitely Yacht Rock. We can argue about whether Africa by Toto is or is not Yacht Rock. I personally don't classify it as Yacht Rock, but it's on every Yacht Rock playlist. Right. Anyways. Um, and the other is, that I listen would listen to is Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Mm-hmm. And But if, like, say, Africa or uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun came on, I wouldn't turn them off. But those are sort of the songs you that I'm You wouldn't kick more, it out of bed would, eating crackers? <laughs> No. <laughs> so I think it's also just the fact that they are covers, but they're not necessarily songs that I would seek out per se, mm-hmm. that also kind of keeps me from coming back to it. Unlike all of the uh, From the Screen to Your Stereos by Newfound Glory, mm-hmm. those are like absolute jams. Like those are that and all the Me First Gimme Gimme and the Gimme Gimme albums right. are like absolute go to's for me when I want to listen to like pop punk covers. I love, love, love pop punk covers. Mm hmm. And from the screen to your stereo, oh, David Ketch actually let me know on Instagram that there was a newer one from last year. There's a from the screen to your stereo part three, which is pretty awesome. So by Newfound Glory, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. What were we talking about? Dr. Worm. We're talking about the album in general because <laughs> we haven't talked about Cave Karaoke That's yet. right. But yeah, we've never owned a physical copy. And this album was released in these pretty much the same manner 
as the Christmas album. If you recall, the Christmas album starts in 2003 with Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands. And then in 2007 or 8, I don't remember now, 2008, I think, we'll just say 8, they put the full-length Christmas album together by taking all of those Christmas EP songs and putting them together and recording some new songs. That's exactly how Cave for Karaoke is released. Because originally, it was this EP right, with yeah. the panda bear on the cover. And that was... I'm look, I'm doing this part, research live. There's a, there's a part one and a part two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put it all together with that album that you see with the the um okay. the like noodles in the box. Yeah, which is the more. But there's two different ones, both that have the panda art on them. Okay. I'm pretty sure at least they are on streaming. At least maybe digitally. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at Discogs. I guess they were all released in 2011, but yeah, it looks like there was a CD of the EP for K is for Karaoke. And that has the pan- that has the blue cover with the panda. This is all stuff we're figuring out right now. This is equivalent to when we were like the first time we did um, what song from Bird in the B sides. The first time we did a Bird in the B sides track. Oh yeah. Um, and we had where do I go from here? Where, where do, do I go? go? Where do I go? Is the name of the song. We did the research live trying to figure out because we had never actually like understood the release history or that whole double album yeah. on one disc thing and we still called it two discs forever right. <laughs> so this is another <laughs> blind spot in my reliant k fandom is that i don't really understand the release history of this because the first there's the ep with the panda bear and you're right i remember the ep part the karaoke ep part two but i'm not seeing it on discog so i wonder if that was a digital only and then they released the cd with the with the noodles and the drumsticks and the drumsticks are like chopsticks. Is that a little racist? What do you think of that? <laughs> it's not racist. I'm kidding. It's noodles. It's like ramen noodles yeah. in a bucket, but instead of chopsticks, there are drumsticks. I get it. It's <laughs> good right. stuff. Well, let's see. Dr. Worm is not on the original EP. So this mm. is just on the CD. Okay. We're going to have to buy a copy of this. And you know, when we started this podcast, we also didn't have a physical copy of forget and not slow down. Yeah. So this is all stuff we need to figure out. I'm looking through the personnel because I was trying to figure out if it was Dave or Ethan. And it's Ethan um, because this came out in 2011. Right. Yeah. And there's additional guitar and additional guitarist listed on here. Justin York. Okay. Brother of Tom York from Radiohead. I don't know. Your silence is deafening. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was reading. I'm kidding. So what are you reading? Oh, Paramore. The guy from Paramore. There was a drummer, the drummer from Paramore. <laughs> we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I, I learned oh, that the okay. drummer from Paramore was the drummer, was a drummer after Ethan. No. Yeah. Was a drummer from between when Ethan left the band and when Dave came back. They had the touring, their touring drummer was the guy from paramore right so justin york is a touring member okay of um paramore for a band with like aren't there only like three people in that band how do they go through so many different people which band paramore yeah well there's only three people but i don't think all of the sounds especially in their later albums are just by three people it's Mm kind of like for instance they might be giants oh they might be giants (laughs) they might be giants started as just two guys 
And then they had all those albums, like the first four or five, the first five albums or so. I definitely know this, but I just can't quantify it right now. (laughs) I can't wait for you and uh, our guest later to talk shop about They Might Be Giants while I just sit here here quietly quietly in the corner. That's how our appearance on his show went. (laughs) No, he he was very good because he kept trying to engage me. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Right. Like he even like I was trying to I was basically trying to save Jessica by answering questions for her, not trying to talk for her, not trying to mansplain. Right. But then he just was, like he, I legit he was, know yeah. nothing about they might yeah. be giants. I wasn't. You know, I, I'm sure anyone who would hear that would be like, "Oh, this husband just keeps speaking for his wife." No, like, no, to- no. I knew I was me. I was trying to save you from your anxieties, but Greg was like. <laughs> was like, I'm asking her. And she's like, oh. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so I, yes, exactly. Danny does this to save my anxieties. He also, and sometimes we do get looks from wait staff, but in restaurants, Danny will order for me. He will ask me what I want and order for me. I'm setting the women's movement back so many <laughs> years here, but it literally is because I have a little bit of anxiety. I'm very shy and have a little anxiety sometimes ordering mm-hmm. meals. And so Danny will order for me. Right. And I love that. It's a thing I want to yeah. happen. But like he will also take over sometimes in a social situation if I'm feeling, if he knows that I'm feeling a little anxious that right. day. And I'm the same way. But I guess, exactly. I guess when it's time to step up and be a man, then I'm like. <laughs> Are you waving goodbye to Peter Pan? It's time to be a man. Oh. Danny is like looking around like. Wait, like, Wait. maybe. Uh. <laughs> I get it. You're referencing that Blink-182 song. What's my age again? <laughs> so this is actually going to shock you, Danny. But yes. I prefer, you know what? No, wait. Should we talk about They Might Be Giants in general? Or are we going to wait and do that with Greg later? We're going to do some of our preliminary. We're, this is this is all new territory for us. But I figured we'd just talk what we felt like talking. Okay. And then we can repeat those points to him and get, let him say what he wants in addition we, already to them. Went, we already went over a little bit of this on his, his podcast. podcast but yeah tell us for, remind for it because we won't talk about that with him again talk about your now that you don't have the anxiety of a third person <laughs> tell everyone your history of they might be giants so i was just going to say that danny is has always been a big they might be giants fan and he introduced me don't to the speak band. for me just kidding <laughs> he introduced me to the band um i think Early in our relationship. Yeah, pretty early in our There were a lot of bands that I showed to you early on, like Five Iron Frenzy and MXPX and the Aquabats and like... It, Big D. Big D. Big D is one you took to right away. Yeah. Five Iron Frenzy, Aquabats, those took you many years to actually attach, to actually get into. Yeah. They Might Be Giants, you've never actually fully gotten into. So, but yeah, I just... Spoil, <laughs> I'd spoiler warning, but... So yeah, I... I understand. Like, I don't think I actually mentioned this on They Might Be a Podcast, but I, it was something you and I were talking about where I was like, They Might Be Giants is like quirk rock. It is a very quirky band. Mm-hmm. It's just not my particular quirk. Right. But I can totally see how a band like They Might Be Giants could be influential to Reliant K. Right. Because Reliant K is also a quirky band. They're just my kind of quirky band. Right. So uh, that's the thing that I was thinking about earlier when I was listening to it. I was like, oh, yeah, you can definitely tell, especially with like those first three albums, how mm-hmm. They Might Be Giants could have been an influence on Reliant K. I mean, a song like Sadie Hawkins' Dance, it's not a one-to-one thing. It's not like They Might Be Giants absolutely would have written this song. But you can see how someone influenced, because They Might Be Giants have like, 
these sort of high concept lyrical co- ideas, even if it's if it's songs they write or if it's songs that they decide to cover that then people just assume it's their songs. Like Istanbul, not Constantinople, is actually a cover, but people associate it now only with Damn Abbey Giants. They have all these sort of high concept ideas that put these fun thoughts and visuals into your mind and Reliant K have a bunch of songs like that too even a song like Marilyn Manson ain't my girlfriend yeah I don't think <laughs> I mean there might be other band obviously the, the the sort of Christian punk influence of that theme right is clear I think especially as we've gotten into more um of the demo songs and I this is not something I've talked about with the demo but I'm like I'm starting to see like Matt Thiessen was like, and maybe they'd admit this, but it, it feels like in the early songs, like on the demo and the first two albums, they were like writing like, this is a Christian pop punk song. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas say a band like MXPX maybe wrote a little bit more um, personally and they would just happen to be Christian things. It seems like some of the songs on All Work and No Play are like deliberately trying to be like we are a christian pop punk band and right. we write christian lyrics right. right and then it took them a little bit longer to by the third album by three lefts get into two lefts by two lefts get into like not being on that thing so right. much you know what i mean point being okay so Marilyn manson my girlfriend has that bent it has that bent of this is a christian pop rock song right. for Christian kids only but it also has a very clear they might be giants kind of influence just being so bizarre and high concept yeah yeah and this is something that I saw with local construction but you did not where I was like oh this song feels a little they might be giants right it's always hard for me to to admit if a song if a band or a song is influenced by certain other bands. Like one right. t- like one time I saw this article, maybe it was Alternative Press, it was somebody, it was only a couple years ago, and they're like, albums that wouldn't exist without Green Day's Dookie. And then it listed all of these bands that were like majorly influenced by Green Day's Dookie. And it's like, that's an amazing album. I love that album. But then every album, every artist and album on the list, I was like, that doesn't, you know, to me, I was like, that doesn't sound like Green Day. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't. Well, because you take what you want from that and interpret yeah, it exactly. in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I like this song. So, oh, so what I what I was going to say originally was that this is going to shock you. Right. But I actually prefer the vocals in the original oh. to Thiessen's vocals. And oh. one of the things that yep. I don't particularly care for in They Might Be Giants mm-hmm. Are the vocals? I'm not sure which John. That's John that Linnell singing. Okay. So I was I was getting towards this before. Did you have more to say about that? Just that yeah. I, that I actually prefer the original vocals. I That's the music very is kind interesting. of very cool. Yeah, the music <laughs> kind of goes hand in hand. Like it's it's such a a, a clean you know cover right. that it's not they don't it's not very transformative right. So. You know, I, I like it both. I like the little extra rocking that they put into it yeah. over the They Might Be Giants version. The cover, I guess we haven't talked about the music yet, but the cover feels like a repressed pop punk attempt at the song. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like they want to go for it and do the Reliant K thing to the song because it's like a little bigger. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more electric than mm-hmm. the actual song. And it feels like they're just holding back from going faster, going more pop rock with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels yeah. like it feels like they it feels like they're a pop punk bubble 
in a in a in the doctor worm box right and they're not letting it it feels like the real k version kind of isn't fully going for it yeah you know what i mean yeah because it is a very straight ahead cover it's pretty much the exact same song but just a little bit more just a little bit more hard like they could have done a little bit like the the way that Reliant K redoes Africa is perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's another song that I think we're going to do in front of the paywall. I think we're going to do maybe we're going to do Africa and and uh Surf Wax, Surf America. Wax America in front of the paywall and the rest for Patreon. But when when they do that with Africa, like they don't transform the song Africa, they just add to it and boost it up. To, to a slightly higher Reliant K level. Way better than Weezer would do yeah, nine I, years later. Yeah. Like, that, that's why I want to do it in front of the paywall. I want to yeah. compare. Because it absolutely is so much better than Weezer's yeah. version. I kind of want to do the other Weezer songs. Because they're both <laughs> essentially tangentially. Well, one's a Weezer song and one's tangentially. We'll have to talk about Weezer in both the other free Cave Karaoke episodes. But Reliant K elevates Africa with this thing yeah. where they take the song, they don't seem to really change the bones of the song, but they add this extra form to the outside that just kind of boosts it up. They tried a similar thing with Dr. Worm, where they take the same bones of the song, don't change those, just kind of like add a little extra flavor on top with the instrumentation, but don't really change it. And I don't think it worked as well. I like it. I really do like Reliant K's version of the song. But yeah, I still prefer the They Might Be Giants version. And that's my two cents. That's the segment <laughs> on this show we call Danny's Two Cents. So I, I feel w- like you've tried to sell that segment in the past. And- <laughs> yeah. So I was saying before that They Might Be Giants, for anyone who doesn't know, was originally just two guys. And we'll talk about this more with our guest. But They Might Be Giants was originally two guys in New York in the 80s who started making like what you could kind of call like art, pop, art, punk but with, you know, in, by themselves, just two of them with drum machines, with like keyboards. It's just two guys. But they made these amazing sounds that when I discovered They Might Be Giants, I had no understanding that it was just two guys. I knew the CD covers and the artwork would show two guys, but I assumed like, oh, those are the personalities. There must be a full band behind them. Like I understood if you're Prince, right? You're called Prince and you just show Prince on the cover, but you know Prince has the revolution. He has a whole band behind him. I assumed it was the same way. I assumed They Might Be Giants was two guys who wrote all the music, were the face of the band, but that like members would rotate through the band. But no, it was actually just two guys with tape machines and keyboards. Which is amazing. Yeah. Then eventually they became a full band, a full five-piece band. They became, in in 1994, they finally became, after like 10 years or 12 years, they finally became a full band which is the opposite trajectory of Reliant K. Reliant K starts out as a full band. Right. And now they're a duo. Yeah. See, now Reliant K today is what I thought They Might Be Giants was when I was a kid. Reliant K now is two guys who write all the music together. They are the face of the band, but they pull together a full band when it's time to record and tour. Mm-hmm. And now it's just two guys, but it's really just two guys as far as marketing and as far as actually representing. They're just two guys. That's it. You got You've what I'm said saying? two guys so many times, <laughs> and all I can think of is we're two guys who. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not even worth getting into. Nope. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we've seen They Might Be Giants live. I mean, Danny saw them 
more without me. But right. they're a band that he took me to see when we lived in New York. Right. And that was fun. The Beacon Theater. At the Beacon Theater. In 2008. Yep. Yep. And what else happened at that show? Oh, I remember what's fun about that show is I was, we were literally in the back row. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the back row, the wall to our back on the balcony. We were the furthest back. And Jessica, we've mentioned that Jessica loves Michael Buble. She'd been wanting to see Michael Buble forever. <laughs> oh, and she Danielle. was, and you said this comment Don't to me. You were like, story. when Michael Buble goes on tour, I'll ask my dad to get the tickets. <laughs> But you know what ended up happening? I got the tickets to the Michael Buble, and I got you amazing tickets. You did. And we saw him twice on that tour in 2008, 2009. I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) It's fine. Well, our guest is going to call in in just a second. Uh, Do you have anything else that you wanted to say before he hops on, like about your history with them or anything like that, how you discovered they might be giants? Um, Well, you can hear that on our... Did we talk about that on his episode? Um, I think we did. Yeah, we did. You can hear well, about that. I'm not sure if we talked about it before we started recording or while we were recording. Right. And that was a marathon session. That was, was like a two and a half hour session. I don't yeah. know how it's going to be edited down. So give us the Cliff Notes version, Dan. Uh, they, were, they might be giants were in Tiny Tunes. Not officially. They weren't involved in it. But the show Tiny Tunes, because it's owned by Warner Brothers and they were on a Warner Brothers subsidiary, I think, at the time. I don't remember what record label, but I'm pretty sure it was owned by Warner Brothers. They took two songs, Particle Man and Istanbul, not Constantinople, and Tiny Toons had a music video parody episode where all the other songs were like golden oldies, but they had these two They Might Be Giant songs. Those were the two songs that represented like nowadays, and they did these Tiny Toons music videos to them. That's how I discovered them. But then I... And I kind of got the sense, I've learned that some people didn't think it was a real band. They thought it was like a fake band just for Tiny Tunes. I got the sense then that it was a real band. But I didn't know how to follow up on bands when I was eight years old, ten years old in the 90s. There's no internet. Like, I can't go out and listen to more music. So at some point I mentioned it to my babysitter because my babysitter liked Tiny Tunes. (laughs) Okay. Like, that was a kid's show she enjoyed watching with kids that she babysit or whatever. And she was like, oh, I know th- I, yeah, I know about They Might Be Giants. I own their full tape. And she owned Flood on cassette. And I borrowed her Flood cassette, and I listened to it all the time. And then I coaxed my grandmother into buying me a copy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that's how I got into They Might Be Giants. And They Might Be Giants are a band that are like, have, are like one of the back... They're the first band I ever got into that was not... Like, you can make an argument that They Might Be Giants are kids' music. That's music that kids can enjoy, but they were the first actual band that I liked. They were the first thing that wasn't like a a Mickey Mouse tape or something. They were like the first actual musical artist. Right. That was a legitimate musical artist that toured. That wasn't literally children's music, right? So, and I've always liked them and... um, All of they do have kids records. They do have kids records now, but that came later. That was like in the year 2002 or something like that. Yeah. But they were the first real band I liked. And they're the band that I've liked the longest as well. Because later on, They Might Be Giants helps lead me to getting into Green Day and Nirvana and like grunge music. But then I didn't like grunge music as much later on. And I get into skate punk and ska music. But I still have They Might Be Giants as the backbone of my musical taste through the whole thing. See? And then it comes back full circle to Relying K. (laughs) 
which is now consuming my life for Lion Cages. <laughs> oh, well, that sound means we're getting a call. Why does your Skype thing sound like a regular old-timey phone call? Don't ask questions. First guest here on Sadie Hawkins Pod, the host of This Might Be a Podcast. Uh, I forgot your last name, Greg. Greg Simpson. <laughs> said it a minute you kidding ago. me? How do you forget Simpson? I didn't. I God. forgot it as I was about to say it, and then it hit. It oh. hit where it needed to hit. Just my name at the last is second. Gregory Ross Simpson. My social security number is three bleep 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 bleep. <laughs> yeah, you guys are gonna bleep out a bunch of stuff I say, right? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So we just. You were asking us about that on your show, but we like started bleeping because we didn't know, because we're like, okay, we're doing a Reliant K podcast and there's, they're a Christian band, but they, we know that they have a lot of fans that aren't Christian. Do they ever swear in their songs? No, they've never sweared in their songs. And that's part of the reason why I was like, (laughs) 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 I don't think I might. Well, actually, if it's recorded on your side, I will have to delete that first one, but over yeah, bleep, the bleep them. over Come the on, Google Hangouts, them. it bleeped itself for a second. It did. Yeah. Bleep. So we just like we actually put it out as a poll. We were like, okay, look, we swear, but we're like, do we need to bleep these? And most people were like, who cares? And it right. was actually second that said bleep them. It, it was second place they bleep them. And we were like, we're just gonna bleep them. Yeah. Because then also we avoid yeah. the E rating and hopefully gets it. The podcast at uh, more places. Yeah, all of the punk news podcasts have the E by them. And right. Yeah, Best Midwestern is riddled with swears. I mean, the original podcast, that one's been going forever. I mean, it's called P- the Punk News Podcast. I mean, it's a punk podcast. You can expect there to be swears. I right. mean, whatever. Oh, we have to ask you. So <laughs> yeah. before we get into Dr. Worm, uh-huh. and I, do not, I just thought of this, so I have to look it up. But there is someone on. Oh, their name was Curl Up and Die. So there's a couple of Punk News reviews because oh, you're yeah. you've worked for Punk News for years. You've been for with Punk News for years. Forever. There's for a fucking. Of... For... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. They're gonna not swear you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, That's I'm fine. Greg Orb. Yeah, we know they're not you, but we keep once in a while coming back to these Punk News reviews because we're like oh of reliant k stuff yeah Yeah. we're like clearly whoever it was was a reliant k fan because their name was like curl up and die or something like that which is a reliant k song oh these are all very very low and that's that's the crazy thing is they're low ratings and they seem to sort of know about the band but whoever it is whether you do or don't know them we do not agree with their takes (laughs) (laughs) we have taken a lot of i can't remember all the all the things right now but we've taken umbrage with a lot of their takes and i was just just to just for like transparency's sake just in case we're like maybe we should put this on the table (laughs) and just let you know curl up and die so this is okay so it's not a staff person if you look at one of my reviews the album art will have a little blue thing that says staff pick or it'll say staff um Oh yeah, let me see. Look up one of mine. Uh, the hives. Let's see. So it's X curl up and die. X is the reviewer that 
we are constantly coming back to who gives yes. low ratings to everything. Like I think all they want is like like many reviewers in the world, they just want this band to stay in the style of their first three albums, basically. Sure. Because here, forget and not slow down. We were telling you on your podcast, I don't know if it's going to end up in your edit, but we were telling you, like, that's, like, basically their pet sounds. That's where they, like... Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's, like, where they, like... Mm Mm-hmm is an album where they matured a lot from their previous Mm -hmm. stuff. But then Forget and Not Slow Down is where they, like, elevated what they do into an art. Everyone loves that album. Like, when we started this podcast, we didn't know that album so much because, like... It kind of intimidated us, and we're like, "What's the deal? Why do people love this album?" But now doing this podcast, we're like, "We totally get it. We totally what understand." What is the deal? There's actually quite a few different reviewers on here. Actually, they're not all reviewed. Okay, so I sent you a link to one of mine, and you'll see like the Hives art says "Staff Pick" right up at the top. Okay, like in the cover art, staff review. Okay, this one. Okay, Brian Schultz reviewed one. He is staff, and he's been on like as long as me. He was. The reviews editor. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm was reviewed by Brian. He even, while he went on to work for Bridge Nine Records, um, he's like pretty big hardcore and like screamo kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He, um, yeah, we must be around the same age. He was the one sending me like in the early aughts, like right around this time, two thousand four, two thousand five. It was probably more like the late aughts. He was sending me, you know, media mail packages of CDs within, like, they were all falling out of the package because they're handled so poorly. Right. <laughs> media mail, the cheapest way to send something. So if you look at the, mm-hmm, it says staff review, um, Brian Schultz. So he gave it two, <laughs> two and a half stars. Um, oh, and then my friend Scott has the first comment on here, my best Midwestern co-host and the reviews editor at Punk News before Brian, Maverick is the screen name here. It says this record sold like a hundred thousand copies. It's first week out. Insane, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because he doesn't like them. He was the one giving me giving me shit. I'm gonna make you put so many bleeps in here. Uh, giving me shit for playing Five Iron Frenzy on the radio. All oh, right, uh, that's right. You, you same guy. On your show, but you like Five Iron Frenzy. And uh, oh, and Scott. Wait. And then Scott. Is this Scott Scott or is this a different Scott? We had a couple Scotts. Um. Oh, this is a different Scott. Scott Auth? Okay, so I'm looking at all the people that have reviewed them. And, the, you know, the, I guess Punk News is not really down with the Reliant K, it looks like. Because <laughs> no. we got Scott. So, yes. I think this Scott Auth, who lives in Pittsburgh, he gave Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hands, three stars out of five. Right. And then Brian Schultz gave uh, mm-hmm, two and a half stars. Uh, apathetic was John. Which John is that? John without an H. He really likes MXPX. He gave Teenage Politics the perfect hey, five. <laughs> he gave yeah, gave uh, MXPX Let's Rock four stars. So down with MXPX, not down with that particular I record would, of MX, the Let MXPX Let's Rock. That's like that's a B side collection, and it's like mostly slow songs. Huh. Like I'm I'm surprised. It's like it's there's some fun stuff on it, but it's not. It is like a lower tier record for sure well okay he's a staff reviewer that reviewed it in early 2006 he's probably long dead i I may have killed him i don't remember um (laughs) so it's uh, the curl up and die it looks like the only one the curl up and die was the forget and not slow down oh wait no they did the bird and the b-sides as well so the most recent was 2008 and uh well they've had records since this but 2008 and 2009 were reviewed by x X Carl Carl up and die X. It's Carl. Did you see oh, that? it's Carl up and die. Yeah, Carl. It's some guy named Carl. Who's this Carl? 
X Carl up and die. Oh, X. you're right. Oh, Carl yeah. up and die. So maybe it has nothing to do with Reliant K. <laughs> maybe. No, maybe I'm sure that's Car- a plan. It's probably one of those fans that's like, yeah, really hard on him. It's like, well, it's like, like I've mentioned before. I'm not sure if you kept up on every episode, but I mentioned it at some point fairly recently that I put the spine on my 2004 biggest disappointments list at the right. end of the year. Yeah. Because it still is like probably my least favorite record of theirs, but it's awesome because it's the same giants. But it was kind of like that. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I think right. I actually wrote that in there like, mm, you guys could do better. So it's like, I still like it. I still jam on the spine. It's probably the same thing with this person. Carl. Yeah. Well, we Carl. haven't even talked about it yet. But we should mention, so you host the Might Be Giants podcast. I do? Our listeners, yes, don't you? <laughs> I think, you know, I only recorded like seven episodes in the past week. Um, it's called This Might Be a Podcast. And you go is. song by song through They Might Be Giants, which is an incredible feat to attempt because you've said, like, isn't it something close to like 500, 400 songs, 300? Well, oh, way more, way more than that, dude. Okay, so I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now, and I'm seeing 578 rows. Yeah. Uh, and then also through the Patreon stuff, I'm also covering the two Monopuff albums and the John Linnell albums. But I'm doing those kind of in chunks like I did. The first Patreon was Spencer right. Parks and I talking about the first three tracks of State Songs, and then me and Adam and his package, Adam Gorin, talked about tracks four through six off of that and i did one monopuff that was four tracks off of um unsupervised so yeah there's a lot of stuff and people keep telling me i'm missing stuff actually it's more than that because the have you ever heard of venue songs yes i mean that's like i just bought that on my trip to portland actually (laughs) yep i yeah i recently got a physical copy of it too because i wanted the dvd so that is shoved over in the g column because i haven't cleaned this thing up enough to jam so that's like another 30 songs we just put a um, spreadsheet together for ourselves and we're only like, and I had to clean it up because there were tons of like duplicate and like things like that. And they, and Reliant K does a bunch of like uh, interludes and things that uh-huh. we're not, con- we're not considering separate episodes. So I had oh. to, yeah. <laughs> so Don't I had to, out. <laughs> well, we've already, we've already done it that way. So uh, we've done it that way for multiple songs already. But when I clean those all up, it's about Unsubscribe. It's about 170 song, <laughs> songs, that, episodes that we have. Yeah. So out of like probably okay. close to two, over 200 tracks, we have about 170 episodes to do. So they're right on par with Blink. Yeah. <laughs> just over. Yeah. They yeah. Might Be Giants are just, I mean, they've been going since 1982. And I just did, I did Weep Day, which, uh, yeah, this will be coming out like right after the Open Mike Eagle episode I had. Um, Weep Day was recorded in 1983 not released uh, released on an EP that was long out of print in ni- uh, 1992 so 9 years later most people heard it in 1997 when the then compilation came out you know weep day right right yep yeah um great song but like it's so obscure it's not on spotify right okay so like you can find it on youtube it's not on spotify it's just not even like and that's a song that, like, most fans know, but mm, casual fans would have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Like, there's just so many things. Like, did you know they had, there was a bootleg uh, covers album that was put together and dubbed on cassette and sent around to the fan communities in the late 90s? In the 90s? No, I've heard, I'm, I'm, I know of uh, Hello Radio. Okay, so no, 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 no. This is They Might Be Giants covering oh, other bands. Songs. Oh, oh, okay. okay. So, and they called it Stump Box. 
And huh. this episode will not have come out yet, but I talked to Matt Flood. That's his real name. Uh, he uh, helped put this together through the fan site previous to the TMBW wiki. Uh-huh. I need to remember I need to explain things more since this is not the podcast. <laughs> right. The They Might Be Giants wiki, there was a previous incarnation like tmbg.alt.com whatever you right. know something i used to i used website. to go to that website all the yeah. time yeah 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 so some people around that community basically cobbled together these live bootleg recordings of them doing smells like teen spirit i want to be sedated wow be bewitched bothered and bewildered old oh. school <laughs> right uh the joker a horse with no name and dubbed these onto cassettes and the art for the cassettes i don't know why was I don't know if you are a comics fan much, but in the '90s there was this Image Comics called Max with two X's. Oh, definitely. I loved. I yeah. And yeah, the yeah. cover, yeah, the cover was like that guy, like purple and yellow guy, just kind of like this. I don't know why. I forgot to ask Matt about that, uh-huh. but I'm trying to convince him to. Uh, he has one copy of it left, and I'm like, it's <laughs> it's meant to be on cassette. It's lo-fi. Send me a cassette copy, please. And he's like, uh, I need to find a tape player. I don't have one anymore. <laughs> And that dude runs Asbestos Records now, which has put out Flood on vinyl, has put out a double LP of John Henry. Like, they, he works with They Might Be Giants. So, anyway, this is not a They Might Be Giants podcast. So no, I'll this shut is the Reliant K but, podcast. But, but this is what I'm saying. There's so many goddamn songs. Like, yeah. if I want to do covers episodes, oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. there's 15 of them right there. Right. To add on to the 540 that I already said. Yeah. It's insane. Well, I did a. Um, Jessica, before we decided to do a Reliant K podcast, Jessica was like, why don't you do an MXPX podcast? And eventually, now there is an MXPX podcast I was telling you about called Magnified Pod. They also, in their second season, they moved on to Five Iron Frenzy, but they go album uh, by album. So they do sure. like, the discography of a band, and then they do an F, and, and they've only done two seasons, but I guess this is the trajectory of their Yeah, show. that seems a lot more reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> than what we're doing <laughs> but before they before they started doing that jessica said to me like why don't you do an mxpx podcast she didn't really want to do it <laughs> maybe right. she'd come on the show but mxpx actually have an official song list that can be found it used to be on their website ah. they took it down at one point but you can find it through like time you know the time machine and stuff yeah, yeah and they and then i put that in in excel and they have 300 songs that are released yeah. And yeah. like it's known that Mike Carrera writes has written way more, even more songs than that that have never seen the light of day. He's like a mm-hmm. super prolific, pro- prolific songwriter. So I was like, no, I don't need to do three hundred different <laughs> MXPX songs. <laughs> this seemed more manageable, one hundred and seventy. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, well, then if you wanted to do for your Patreon episodes, do some of those weirder ones, the deep cuts for right. you know. Well, I, I was thinking of this when you solo mentioned solo songs or whatever. When you mentioned Weep Day, Reliant K, we're figuring out, does not have a lot of, like, super rare stuff. They maybe have less than 10 tracks I'm aware of that, at least at this point, that are, like, super rare. Like, we just... Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah. That's kind of nice. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to dig and find, like, a gem. Right. Like, someone who hasn't heard Weep Day, it's like, I've been in the band for 20... Into the band for 20 years. I'm only hearing this song for the first time. And, like, that's kind of cool. But also... I mean, I remember seeing the Hold Steady once and them saying something on stage about how they don't put out rare seven inches. They don't put out, like, intentionally, they want their music to be easy to find and don't want to, like, have people, like, jacking the prices up on eBay for their stuff. You know, they want stuff to be accessible. So there's something to be said for that. These are the good songs. The rest got so trashed that you'll no one will ever hear them. Right. This, these are the ones we want you to hear. Yeah, I think that's what Reliant K did. I don't think they release a song unless they're happy with it. 
And then there are just some early, there's like an early EP. There's a song called Operation on an early EP that never went anywhere else and never ended up on B-side collections or their box set of their early work or anything like that. And then there's a couple songs on their first demo, which is easily accessible, but is now only on YouTube. Like it's not streaming or anything. And there's a couple songs on there that they did not carry through any further into their (laughs) career. Well, what you should be doing now, I mean, you know about those sites where you can like rip an MP3 off of YouTube, right? Yeah, Use exactly. This. Yeah. yeah. So you should be ripping all of those as you find them just in case they get taken down. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've done that for covers. We've So when we've talked about, I haven't brought this to the show before, but there are covers that we have found when we're talking about, a, you know, a relatively well-known song for Reliant K. And then I was like, I really love that cover. I'm going to go back and listen to it. And it's gone. And I'm like, yeah. no. And yeah. one time, and we edited and I got so mad. Oh, my gosh. One time, so mad. <laughs> one time, <laughs> someone edited it out to, or deleted it. Sorry. Someone deleted their cover between the moment I found it and two days later when we recorded, they deleted their cover. And it had been up for eight years. And I'm like, how did this happen? And they, I can't remember what song it was right now. <laughs> but it was a song. it was a song where all the covers were just solo guitar and that gets really boring after a while and then it's like right. we can't talk about all of these and this one person did a video game style cover but not like an not a chiptune thing but they had they just like an electronic cover with video game elements and some other ambient like electronic stuff in the back yeah and, and it was so cool and i was so happy we found it and then it's deleted and i was so upset i was really upset on the podcast yeah. and we had yeah. to i had to take a break and we had to oh, like oh were you actually recording and then it's like yeah, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just bring it yeah. up yeah i'm like Whoa. getting into my preamble for the cover and now it's gone and i'm like and i go and i'm like what where is it and i was so upset yeah well yeah it's like the the song all time what by they might be giant stuff i like fun there was a guy who actually and I may have said this on an episode. Again, I'm so far ahead. I can't remember what's even aired. Uh, a guy who recorded a cover, like, just for me. Like, I put a shout-out, and I'm like, I can only find one cover of this song. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's a year and a half old. Like, what gives? It's almost two years old. Why are there not more covers? It's a great Flansburg song. So this guy's like, here you go. He recorded it, like, in a day and then put it up on SoundCloud. And then so me and my guest, ACJ Nickel, who's in L.A., um, talked about it, and... We loved it. And then, like, a month later, when I went to edit the episode, he had taken it down. Oh, wow. And he had actually deleted his whole SoundCloud. Like, it just disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to this guy? I'm like, what I'm like, what on earth? Like, And then, like, he's on Twitter. I, I found him on Twitter. He wasn't answering to that. Or had he, like, deleted his Twitter? He's actually... No, he's back now. But someone did some some stealth uh googling for me and found an email address for him (laughs) off of a website (laughs) so i emailed him he's like oh yeah i'll just send you the mp3 he's like (laughs) he's just like i couldn't maintain all these sites it's not that i didn't like it or i didn't like whatever he's like i just decided to just pare down to like his official website or something right so that was like it wasn't on air on air we talked about like oh this is so good and this and this electronic version blah 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 and then i go to edit it i'm like where is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I've been funny. saving. So as I download things to edit them, I, I've been saving them on my hard drive. For, for So I have these covers that I like. And also there's like full concerts of Reliant K that I'm like, who knows when these will just suddenly disappear. And some of these have the only live footage I could find of certain songs that we haven't gotten to yet. And I'm like, I better yeah. save all of this. 
Especially when uh, the virus, you know, takes yeah. down Google <laughs> exactly. and YouTube just goes under and everything. It's like when MySpace lost, like, everyone's files. Oh, yeah, files. that's so upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. What if it yeah. happened to YouTube? Can you imagine? Oh I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? There is so much on there. And people don't back stuff up. They're like, oh, it's in the cloud. It's fine. Right, yeah. yeah. It's on the net. It's on the web. It's fine. So, Dr. Worm. Dr. Worm? <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> Doctor so Who? <laughs> what what I think you should do is pretend is be like, and here's the cover section and then play the They Might Be Giants version. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't told you this, but like for um for the for the Reliant K cover album, Case for Karaoke, yeah. we're mostly doing it as Patreon episodes, but we're okay. doing this one free. We're gonna do they did they did Africa like oh yeah <laughs> nine years before and for before weezer before did it. blew up again yeah yeah and their cover is way better than weezer's <laughs> i'll have to check that so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in front of the paywall and we're gonna and then it's gonna be a double free weezer thing they did uh surf wax america and we're gonna oh, do that nice. in front of the paywall and Great then the rest song. people are gonna have to pay us if they want to hear more cave karaoke <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> cough up that money yo yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah so this is this was amazing. This was the fact that they did this song was like so worlds colliding for me because I've talked about it a little bit on your podcast, but they might be giants is the first real artist that I ever learned about or got into, and it was because of Tiny Tunes. So it's technically because of Kids Entertainment I learned about them, but they yeah. were an actual band, an actual artist that I learned about. First tape I owned that wasn't a Disney tape. It wasn't Donald Duck singing or something, and then. <laughs> And then, I can't do a good Donald Duck. <laughs> Je- yeah, Jessica does. Uh, you should bleep. You should bleep some of that out. I could have bleeped Whoa! This is a family-friendly. Po- Disney's going to come after us. <laughs> hey, Donald, Forget put your pants. Forget Reliant K being upset about us. Put your pants back on, Donald. Why are you never wearing pants? <laughs> so, uh, so Daisy Reliant likes K. It. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wearing pants either. Yeah. Uh, Where is she? I don't remember. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I'm here right. to derail. I'm here she to just wears, derail like, everything. Yeah, she wears a dress. Yeah, does she? Okay. Yeah. So it's just Donald just walking so around. So maybe Disney like, characters' genitals are like in their belly buttons or something. <laughs> maybe well, you know, d- you know, ducks, you know, under all it's all hidden under those feathers. <laughs> Jessica know, just feathers. gave me the weirdest look, but I'm I'm serious. Like, think about it. Like, the characters that don't wear pants, they have shirts, right? But the characters that don't wear shirts, they have. Like Mickey Mouse, like has you know overalls right. and pants up to his yeah. ch- up to his chest. Yeah. So maybe all nipples. of the Disney characters, maybe their genitals are just like by their stomachs because <laughs> their stomachs are always covered. I think I think my goal here is just to make your make your <laughs> wife blush as much as possible. So that's going to be my goal here. Well, Jess, uh, I apologize in advance, but but oh hold on, I forgot. Fuck. There you go. <laughs> You're gonna have to be trigger trigger finger ready on that bleeping machine. Yeah. So, so so this was released in 2011, right? Yeah, this was released in 2011. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a, a worlds colliding thing for me. And I, when you you already talked about Doctor Worm on your show, episode three. That's right. And you did that with your wife, right? You did that yep. podcast with your wife. So it was kind of like a proto Sadie Hawkins pod. Yeah. To do a podcast <laughs> with your wife. <laughs> you owe us big. Yeah. We're gonna need uh, royalties of some kind. Um, and I remember it and we hadn't even, Jessica and I hadn't even thought of the idea of doing this podcast when you talked about that, but I was like, I hope they talk about the Reliant K cover and you did. Yeah. Uh, you didn't You're have like, a ton who is to, this? <laughs> yeah. You didn't have well, a ton we, to say about it, yeah. but I remember, but the thing is we didn't have a ton to say about it either when we did our, you know, preliminary 
section of this episode yeah. without you. Um, they were just they made some of the instruments a little heavier. And my general feeling, I don't know what your feelings are on the cover. So what I'm getting at is what I'm getting at is gonna I'm gonna ask you. But like our feeling was like it felt like they just made some of the instruments a little heavier. Like and it's almost like they were holding back from trying to make this like a proper like full ahead pop punk version. It felt like they were holding back maybe in ref in reverence to they might be giants like let's keep this sort of the you know the the, the pace the tempo uh you know in line with the original but the fact that they kind of like boosted up some of that instrumentation and it felt like they were holding back from doing something totally different yeah you know that's that's the problem that i have like because we put out a whole um or outdoor velour my one of my bands put out a whole covers album um last year early last year and it uh, well it was expensive for one. Thank God I have a recording studio. We spent over eight hundred fifty dollars on licensing to stay above board. Oh wow! Paid uh, they might be giants like forty bucks I think to do uh, Doctor Worm, and for songs I really really like, and I think it might be because I'm a drummer, the like tempo and vibe and like the groove of a song is like a really major component. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm gonna change the tempo of a song, I really have to have some weird thing in mind. Because, like, if it's a song I've loved, like, Dr. Worm, you know, for 20 years, it's just like, how much do I really want to mess with this, you know? Right. And so, you know, a secret. I actually, when I started, because Outdoor Valor, when it was just me and Cara, I would actually start with um, drums a lot of the time. So I actually, when I started our cover... Not only is it a similar tempo, it is the exact tempo because I drummed along with the original oh, in nice. my ears yeah. and just I, I went off on my own things. I did different fills. I did slightly different, less swingy kind of beginning. But like it's the exact tempo because I was just playing along with the original in my ear. And then over top of that built our version. Uh, so it is the exact same tempo. And there's uh, the Reliant K one is pretty, pretty, pretty. You know they they let they lean into the swinging thing at the beginning, dun, 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 dun. like they almost make it more jazzy but still heavier on the guitars. So the guitars are a lot thicker in their version, but they still keep that kind of swingy beginning, mm-hmm. and then it goes straight ahead. They keep the feel pretty. I mean, pretty much the what Outdoor Valor did on our take was keep the feel of it intact. And just screw with like a little like the vocal delivery. Obviously, for every singer is going to be different. Um, you know, he's not going to like imitate Linnell or something. So the vocal delivery, the uh, guitar style. You know, it's definitely a typical Reliant K guitars. You know, that pop punk yeah. guitar style. Um, and they added a lot of harmonies, which I like. Cool. Yeah, that's the stuff we can't figure out. Yes. Because <laughs> we're not well. professional musicians. <laughs> well. Jessica yeah. wants to open candy. She keeps eyeing candy here in our home. Candy. And she's like, I really want that caramel. And I've got to open this loud. Whoa, that is this loud. Is a, That's very yeah. loud. What this is, is a, that? A yeah, box of rocks? <laughs> They're like some is sort that, of caramels. Those are grandma's candies. Ooh, look at that. I don't even know where these came from. They came out of You're... those Day of the Dead boxes. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like, we got this gift. It was like for the Mexican Day of the Dead. It was but, a Halloween present from my mom. Oh, well, they're <laughs> oh. just, but they're, it's like, okay, then it's, I guess it's a Mexican themed Halloween thing. Those aren't at the same time of year, right? Mexican Day of the Dead and Halloween. I don't know. It's the day. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's the day after. Yeah. Okay. So no, she November bought it thinking it was a Halloween thing, but it's, it is a day mm-hmm. of the dead. Close Can't enough. Box yeah. full of candy. <laughs> anyway. 
But yeah, no, that's that, that's something I was hoping because I know you're not only a Zamorpa Giants expert, but you are a musician and therefore you have expertise in music as well. <laughs> so I'm like, I suppose, that's always yeah. good because yeah. we don't really have the ability to talk about uh, <laughs> harmonies. Yeah, <laughs> We've been learning a little yeah. bit. Jessica picked so, up the bass so we yeah. could like she could learn a little bit more and we've been watching, you know, YouTube nice. videos and stuff like that. But yeah, basically we don't have any deeper understanding of like keys or time signatures, you know, anything like that. Well, what the hell are you doing with the podcast? <laughs> no. Now, I've, I realize that I get like into the thick of it a lot more than other podcasts and. I think I told you I kind of avoided it at first. I was like, people are gonna just like be like, "What? This is boring." But I I did it once with with Rachel Jones, uh, who was doing her doctorate in musicology. So we like got into the thick of it with uh, "We Want to Rock," I think, uh, a flood. They might be giants flood, and uh, people responded positively to it. So now I've just been like going all in on that, and like, no, this is not in this key signature. Well, nope, I this it. is not, you know, this is, yeah. sh- well, okay, good. I, I appreciate yeah, it because it tell you, it helps me figure things out. And, you know, when, I, if any other, I tried to listen, I listened a little bit to the show Song Exploder, but yeah. they don't get as technical as I want them to get. Like they actually, some, and some episodes do. The episodes but, are too short. Yeah. Like I want them to go way deeper than they go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to get Reliant K in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You- so I think like, so in 20. 20- 11 so the lead singer what's the lead singer's name matt Tyson. <laughs> okay uh is he harmonizing himself there or is there another Probably. dude that's in that era of the band who would have been doing the harmony i'd have to re-listen to it but i assume it's him harmonizing with himself because he does that on that's a what lot sounds of songs. like yeah that's can, what it sounds yeah. like to me yeah and, and lots of times like the they might giants will do that too and in Dr. Worm, there are some harmonies that are kind of hidden, but really it's mostly just like Linnell's lead. So he really like thickens up those harmonies a lot. And it's mostly like he's pretty much just doing a parallel third above the melodies. So it's like, you know, I mean, if the notes in F sharp, because the songs, in, I think they keep the same key signature. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. I, I'm going to check the key signature. For you. Okay. <laughs> see if they kept it in F sharp. Uh, major, which is like the guitarist's like least favorite key. I've seen people actually, yeah, when Pet Cemetery covered it on the uh, second live episode, uh, Birdhouse, they uh, the guy used a capo, so he capoed his guitar so that he could play mm-hmm. normal open chords and not have to play all these crazy bar chords. Hold on, let me just check here. Yeah, they keep the key signature the same. Okay. So now, yeah. uh, you're 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 taking the job of one of our Twitter followers, <laughs> one of our <laughs> listeners. I'm putting a man out of work. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I I mean I've covered it, so I know how to play, yeah. and I played with my first graders on accordion. I mean my accordions are there if you'd like. Uh, so that's one thing they don't have in their version is accordion, but they keep the horns. So it's it's actually a good horn key. Uh, which I don't know what Linnell was thinking, John Linnell, they might be giants when he wrote it. If he was like, Oh, this will be good for the horns. I got horns in mind. Um, but the guitarists are like, well, if you're good at bar chords or power chords, it doesn't really matter. And these guys are probably playing mostly power chords. So it doesn't matter as much that you're playing an F sharp as opposed to an G or whatever. That's an easier chord. Um, we were trying to find, um, but yeah, so they keep it pretty faithful. They don't change the key. They very, they barely change the tempo. Um, but it's mostly arrangement. So like the thicker pop punk guitars, the vocal harmonies. Right. And so he's doing a third. So like if he's singing, uh, 
So if he's singing, then he would add the. Uh... <laughs> if you say so. Well, so like you add the. Uh... So if you're singing, uh, and do those at the same time, they sound pretty. You know. He must be harmonizing with himself, like I said, because it's something we started to notice in Reliant K's music that it's yeah. on a lot of tracks and it's probably gotten to the point where I didn't even notice it on Dr. Worm because it happens so much with yeah, uh, Matt this, this... harmonizing with himself. Right. And is that something he does a lot on the regular albums or is it like especially yeah. prevalent on this no, cover? It happens album? on the regular albums mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. Well, I was just going to say like with this, like it's saying it's an EP, but it, it turned to a right. full length, right? Yeah. Oh, so part two. So they did two EPs and then they collected them all together and okay. released the full length, which is now they did a similar thing. We I realized with their Christmas album, they had a Christmas EP in 2003, and then they filled it out with more songs in 2008 and released it uh-huh. only as the full length. And now you can't find the EP on streaming or iTunes or anything because technically it's within this full length. Sure. And they did a, the exact same thing with this with this cover project where they had two EPs and you could, you know, download the EPs at the time, but then they put it all together in a full length and now you can't technically get the EPs anymore. Although one EP apparently was pressed to CD, but not the other one. I think I was uh. trying to figure this out and this is a blind spot for us. Cause we don't of all the albums. Cause we have not talked about this album yet. And it's really when we talk about the songs and the albums that we start to realize more about them, but there is such a confusing release history about this and we never yeah. listened to it too much. But yeah, well, this... I'm assuming you looked at the, I mean, just Wikipedia. Yeah. Says that, yeah, Alt Press reported that they were releasing this EP, K is for karaoke, and was available, yeah, June 28th, 2011, through the Amazon MP3 store, also available through iTunes, or as a physical CD on the Vans Warp Tour oh, and okay. rock, rock the Universe at Universal <laughs> Studios. And then October 4th of that year, they released a second EP, which says nothing about a CD. So yeah. I think then at that point, they're like, just tack it on. Right. I think that's, yeah, so. that, that, that makes sense. Because I just went to Discogs and I typed in Cave Karaoke because I was actually trying to find out who plays horns yeah. in this, but they didn't have a full, like, musician's credit on Discogs. Yeah. I just realized it could be Matt Thiessen because he does play trumpet. Because when we've seen them live, really? they do mm. a, they've done a cover of Cake's The Distance and yeah. he played trumpet on it. I think uh, Hoops played something. Oh, did he play something he as well? He played, I want to say trombone, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but, and, there, and there's foot, there's a, a promotional photos of them where they're holding trumpets and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think it's an instrument that yeah. he plays. Yeah. So was the Dr. Worm uh, cover on the initial EP? I mean, it's put at track eight on the full I length. think it was on the second EP. Mm-hmm. The yeah, second because, EP. Yeah, it yeah. Okay. Because I did, because like I said, when I went to Discogs and was just looking at physical CDs, it wasn't on the physical CD EP, uh, and that's the okay. first one. So I did. Well, I was find... gonna say that's be might where you find the credits is in an actual CD yeah, book. Yeah, I was but thinking if it I need was to never buy on CD, yeah. The EP is not too the the first EP physical release is not too expensive right now, so maybe we should buy one before <laughs> it gets the Sadie Hawkins pod bump and everyone goes out there trying to buy them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a they, this is a great collection of songs. I mean, they've got big hits, but kind of ones you might not expect. Like Girls Just Want to Have Fun is great. Right. Uh, baby is like did they kind of i haven't heard that one do they just like play it off kind of as a joke or i think it it was i think it was i think it's that's going to be the first one we do on our own first one for patreon is going to be baby and i think it's like a partially ironic thing because like here's a pop song but matt 
does write pop songs for he writes music and songs for other pop artists and yeah and they have an album called collapsible lung which is kind of their most maligned by the fan community (laughs) album where it's like their big pop sensibility album where there's like you know it's like we joke that it's basically like uh, grocery store music (laughs) it's not it's nothing if you remember from Right. From um, Punk News didn't even bother to review it. Yeah, it's not a punk album. So (laughs) (laughs) my point was before pop, before Poptimism was a concept. I think Matt Thiessen's always been a Poptimist, so he probably (laughs) did it not fully ironically with a little irony, but not too much. Sure. Also, this is 2011, and so it's before Justin Bieber revealed himself as the biggest piece of garbage in the universe <laughs> yeah i think baby came out in 2006 or 2007 i want to say because i was teaching in an elementary school in rural indiana just like i do now but different uh town and this song was so hot that year that um i usually am the one that puts together the talent show you guys did you have elementary yeah. school talent yeah. Shows? Yeah. right yeah. they're fantastic so there's always that one song every year that like Every usually the girls, every girl auditions to. I'm like, just pick a different song. I'm only letting one of you in. Just pick a different song, okay? But then they all <laughs> sing "Baby." The girl who ended up doing it was a second grader, and she did great. Like she bested all these older girls. She did the whole rap part, like the ludicrous rap. It was great. Wait, do they do the rap p- portion in the? Oh, in the they cover? probably do, huh? Oh, I, don't I haven't. Know. We I haven't listened that. back to it. <laughs> Oh, the whole Starbucks thing, all that. Yeah, like it's a clean rap because, I mean, uh, Justin Bieber at the time was meant for tweens, you know. Yeah. But this is great. Yeah, uh, Interstate Love Song. I was so – I was the guy that was like, Stone Toe Pilots are better than Pearl Jam. And they are. Well, I yeah, still stand I by that. I don't care for Pearl Jam at all, to be honest. You and, know, Core, so. Core was kind of a weak album, but like Purple, the album that has Interstate Love Song, whew, so good. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Inside of Love, I love Not a Surf. That is fantastic. This yeah. is a good. This is a good selection here. I'm gonna have to just go and listen to this whole thing. Finally, this whole covers him. Cool. Good job, Reliant K. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I'm, just picking a good selection of stuff, and it's a wide variety of stuff. You know, it's like not all ironic stuff. It's not all hipster stuff. There's a good selection here. This is a good, uh, good track list. I found a uh, one interview, and we didn't bring this up. So we didn't bring this up without you here yet. But I found one interview where it where they're talking with the drummer at the time, Ethan Locke, they've had three major drummers, three drummers, or they've had three drummers that like, you know, depending on your favorite era of Reliant K, right. They're kind of differentiated by these three drummers. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> so my point is interview, interview with Ethan Locke. They asked him, and this is with Indivision, uh, Indivision music, Indivision music, which is like a Christian alternative sort of website. I guess this must have been 2000. This had to have been 2011 because they're talking about how the full length is coming soon. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just lost the part about Dr. Worm. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing this but, isn't live radio. But I want you to I want you to hear this because I thought this was funny because it's so it was so not true of them. It was not true when they thought this. Uh, they asked the drummer Ethan Luck, "Why did you cover Dr. Worm?" And he says, "I think that was Matt's idea." And he must be talking about Matt Tyson, the lead singer, because there's two Matts in the band. And he oh, says, yeah. he says, I think the whole, oh, that's something else I had to mention. I'll mention that in a second. Um, <laughs> he says, I think it was Matt's idea. I think the whole band is a fan of They Might Be Giants. And that was one of those songs we thought was very obscure. But I guess it wasn't that obscure because tons of fans <laughs> seemed to like it and already knew the song prior to releasing it. That's, yeah, that's my favorite on the EP. <laughs> so that's so funny that they were probably thinking like, 
they probably just thought Istanbul or something was, was yeah <laughs> or what Parkland Birdhouse. I mean, what's it had I a mean, music video for them yeah. and Giants. It was well. It's what I consider the last of the, like the first wave of music videos. So I bought. So there's a they might be giants. Like, uh, do you have uh, direct from Brooklyn? Yes. The music video yeah, collection. I yeah. have the VHS so, and the DVD. Yeah, I just have it on VHS, right? And it came out right after Dr. Worm. It was almost like I feel like a promotional thing for Dr. Worm because it right. was Dr. Worm. I believe was the first video on that. Is it not? The very first one, because then it so, goes yeah. kind of it goes kind of chronologically a little bit, or or maybe chronologically backwards. I don't know, but it felt like at the time because Doctor Worm for they might be giants for people who don't. I can't assume that people know these things on this podcast. <laughs> uh, it was tacked on to the front of a live album called Severe Tire right. Damage in 1997. So Severe Tire Damage was a live album that was pieced together from a whole like range of live shows. Really cool arrangements of some of their older songs, stuff that people would know. Um, who aren't even that big of fans of the band, as well as some more obscure ones. But then they tacked on two studio recordings for some reason. One was almost just like an intro kind of theme track, and then one was, um, well, there's, uh, they might, yeah, oh, yeah, um, they got lost. And then there was, or no, that was a live one. I'm blanking. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Worm was just like tacked on to the beginning. It's like, I, I don't know what the deal was at the time. I mean, they were just off of Electra Records, so they were just done with their major label deal. Right. And I think they might have used up the last bit of that money to, like, make a really expensive music video. And, you know, Dr. Worm isn't extravagant or anything, but there's a lot of elements. There's, like, you know, the music video for it has a lot. It has animation. It's got the live um, video. It's got some cool, like, cuts and stuff. So, I mean, like, music videos are expensive, especially in 1997. Right. right? So, like, that's – and then they put out that collection. I feel like – so, like – Oh, we're worried Dr. Worm's going to be forgotten. It's just on this live album. So let's put out this video collection, and it's on there too. And that video and that song have become, like, one of the most popular They Might Be Giant songs. Like, if you look on the wiki, it's always, like, there's the song rankings. Like, that's another thing I love about the wiki for They Might Be Giants is the the song rankings. Let's see. Where does Dr. Worm I recently, fall? I got, I, like, a half a year ago or so, six months ago, same thing, I... <laughs> created my they might be a wiki login and i was like i'm go. gonna rate every single song at least you know it's not 500 <laughs> yeah, <because> okay <laughs> you have a way longer list than is available on there but i'm like i'm gonna be a good fan and rate give my rating for every single song and i gave up like three days into this project <laughs> yeah so it's ranked so on the wiki like we we're discussing how many songs they have the song rankings have 910 songs, but that's because even Dr. Worm, when I looked alphabetically for Dr. Worm, it has Dr. Worm, the studio version, Dr. Worm demo, Dr. Worm dial a song, which is like the demo of a demo, Dr. Worm live on the live album Almanac, and then Dr. Worm famous polka medley live. Mm -hmm. So there's five Dr. Worms. Yeah. So it kind of the popular ones and the ones that have demos really up the number a lot. But out of the 910, Dr. Worm, the studio version, is number six. Right. Yeah, it's a big so, song. So to it's say it's an obscure thought. song. The drummer <laughs> thought it was obscure, right? Is that what you said? What are you the say? drummer. There was that Kablam video. Oh, yeah. As well. <laughs> that too. Yeah, so there were two There were two videos. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so they were, were pushing it to... Yeah, so they were pushing it to like MTV or MTV Two or whatever was actually playing music it is at the time, but also to like the kids. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was the drummer who, at least in his recollection, the year that they did it, he's like, we thought it was obscure, but I guess it's not. <laughs> I find that funny. One other thing I was going to say was I just remembered this. I've been thinking about this forever, leading up to this episode. I'm like, I hope I don't forget to mention it. But 
there's this there's an odd parallel like an opposite what would you call it? like an opposite like an x-shaped parallel <laughs> there's a <laughs> that would there's be an parallel, opposite then. trajectory <laughs> for both they uh-huh. might be giants and reliant k okay because uh-huh. first of all you have john and john and they are the two main people who and we know that like they might be giants started as a duo specifically and they mm-hmm. had drum machines and they had all these electronic elements and they did all this stuff. Then they become a full band. You have John, you have John and John, and then their band is known to have Dan and Dan and another guy who's They not had named three Dan. Dans for a while. Yes, and they you did. Know, they, had a, they had a full house, two Johns and three Dans. That's right. The band, I of, that. the band of Dans for Mink Carr. Well, yeah. ignore that for my odd coincidences. <laughs> Okay, sorry I said that. You can cut that up. Just one giant bleep. (laughs) One giant bleep for the whole sentence. So Reliant K (laughs) are pretty much like the core of the band is the two Matts. There's Matt Thiessen, the singer, and Matt Hoops, the lead guitarist. And they are like the two guys who met. They're, they're They're the Paul and John of the band. They're the Tom and Mark. They're like the two guys that met. And we're like, let's start a band, and everyone. I'll else tell you what, with Beatles and then <laughs> Blink. Blink. <laughs> I'm just trying you to know, think of two Titans, pillars of rock. <laughs> what, what about Mick and Keith? I mean, where I, that that was too. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'm just going off of what I know, and all I know are bands that's that start fine. with B. That's fine. The Beatles, and it jumps right to Blink. Nothing in the middle. <laughs> that's like the history of rock and roll with Reliant K, and then my giants in the middle. But then, so so there so. Now I'm throwing off. Reliant K has Matt and Matt, two guys, same name, just like John and John and they're giants. Then, in a later section of a later time, a later time in their history, they have two Johns in their band. They have John oh, yeah? Schneck and yeah. John Warren, and we didn't mention that, but they changed the the rabbi reference in Doctor Worm to Rabbi Warren, and that was the name of their bass player at the time because they have two Johns in the band. One's John Warren, but yeah. So you're following this so far, right? It goes deeper <laughs> because they is this be- like a Christopher Nolan movie? It is. I mean, what is or is it M Night Shyamalan? Which one? <laughs> What's the twist? Yeah, the twist is they might be giants start as a duo, become a full band. Reliant K starts as a full band and become a duo because now because uh. th- nowadays Reliant K with their last album which was 2016 they pretty much said like okay we've had people coming and going from the band the core of this band is Matt and Matt so we're a duo and then we just you know whoever our friends are that can come on tour or help with whatever okay. EP or song that we're working uh. on that's so it's now just when you go on the Wikipedia for Reliant K it just shows two members like wow yeah so what do you so what are your guys thoughts on that i mean that's kind of interesting because in the back of my mind i'd be like man are these guys just jerks or what (laughs) (laughs) what's the deal they can't keep other guys around i mean being a touring band making a rock band your lifestyle especially as you're creeping you know in your 40s or whatever it's like it's a rough life you know i i I don't think that's the case but do you have any idea i think i mean they might be giants have a lot of backing guys but yeah since they started as a duo it's kind of just like i know that you know we hire on the guys we like right i know that the last the last full version of the band that the world knows which was matt matt john john and ethan ethan left the band but then the john's in the band, not your Johns, but our Johns, they didn't officially leave. Like the band just kind of went on hiatus. And when they came back, 
like they just weren't available. So like John Warren and John Schneck never, this is something I heard. Oh, in an wow. They never fully yeah. left never, the band. Yeah. They're still officially members of the band. They just haven't not played part of the last in record. like yeah, eight years. And haven't toured. Yeah. Ouch. So, and I think that <laughs> I've heard, I've, I've heard a lot of interviews where they're all still friends with pretty much everyone that's been in the band. Yeah. Ouch. So their original yeah. bass player who was kind of like a core member, it was, he's the only, he's the only other member on the demo that kind of stayed through the band for many years. They've had a couple. They actually have had more drummers than I even mentioned before. They had a drummer just on their demo. Uh, Is this like Spinal Tap, where one yeah. just like spontaneously, <laughs> you know, combusted, left a, mo- a, a module of goo or yeah. whatever? <laughs> he choked on his own vomit. You can't dust for vomit. Do we oh, don't yeah. know if it was his vomit? So, <laughs> did you know? So you're a Patreon subscriber. You know that they they might be giants. Had a third John at one point, right? Very briefly. That's right. I did know that. Yes. Their first drummer, their first human drummer, right. he was only on one recorded song. I had him on a Patreon episode, Jonathan Feinberg. So his name's Jonathan Feinberg, but when he joined the band, John Feinberg and John Flansberg are so close together, <laughs> they're like, they're like, we're going to call you JD, <laughs> like his middle name. So like he became JD Feinberg. His, I, I think he basically said, like, no one's ever called me JD, except when I was in that band. There were already two Johns, and there was already a John F., J- Berg, you know, <laughs> Flansburg and Feinberg. You're JD. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the Band of Dance. That was only really for one M for me. Yeah, I remember that. The the, that I think that was the first time I saw the Every Giants live. It was still the Band Same. of Dance because I remember them mm-hmm. making the full house joke. And I remember being super excited that all the members of the Every Giants, other than the Johns, were named Dan because my name was Dan. And my name it's still is Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it's also kind of oddly satisfying. Yeah. Like, and I've been in a band with another Greg, too. This band, Minus World. Also, my first podcast co-host was named Greg. Two Gregs, one podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, and we once did an episode with a third friend who was Greg, and we called that episode Three Gregs, One Podcast, and that was very... I mean, I guess it's not confusing if you're just having a conversation with each other. Right. But if someone's like, hey, John, and, like, three people turn to look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan... Leary, yeah, so Irish. I want to put an O, Leary, like Miss O'Leary's. I know. I think oh, one time. I think recently you did put an O on my name. Did when, I? When I? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> well, I'm from Chicago, so when O'Leary I was on your Patreon like, like roundtable episode, I? I think on one oh, of because no. you posted in multiple places. Like one was Facebook and Twitter. One of them you wrote O'Leary, but I was like, that's fine. whoops. Because <laughs> we were because our family was the O'Learys until my grandmother arrived in America. And lost ah. the O, because you know, like this. The, I it mean, fell off the boat. Yeah, you know, you know that whole the thing. The O just fell right off. Yeah. Well, that's literally, you know, you know that that's what they call it. The O, like they, the the they lost the O on the boat. Yeah. I don't know how true. Oh, this I never is. heard that. Yeah. I don't know how tr- how factual this is, but this is the story that I always heard about like Irish families coming to America. That after yeah. a while, uh, immigration got tired of just writing O on everything <laughs> so they just would start writing their name without the o and alphabetically yeah that o's not important yeah i don't get this whole irish thing the yeah and all the all the ones that start with the mc you know yeah. it's just like i'll just drop that off well like with my mom's name like we're talking about like you know her, you know the ancestry and stuff and the mom's names are always harder you know the w- women you know taking on their husband's name or whatever like then it gets just harder to track back so like my mom's main name is lawrence but, like, the thought, like, she actually went to Poland and Lithuania to, like, go and try to find stuff out. Because, like, for my dad, it was super easy. Like, 
especially when Ancestry.com came around. So my mom's like going there and they're like, was it Lorenz with a Z? Was it Lorenzki? You know, was it very Polish? And they just changed it to Lawrence with a C. So who knows? And she'll probably never find out because it was just lost to time. So yeah, yeah it's crazy how that works. And uh, again, the immigration thing, it's like your last name's not important. Just yeah. like, just your name starts with an L now. There's too many O's <laughs> in this ledger. We can't keep track of it. <laughs> well, you know who got to decide what they called themselves? And they made sure everyone knew it was Dr. Worm. <laughs> he said, my name's Dr. Worm. Because he didn't, yeah. he wasn't an actual I'm, doctor. So he was yeah. like, everyone call me Dr. Worm, please. Well, his name is actually Worm. Yeah. But he, his title, his title was not earned. Right. No. And Rab, Rabbi Vol, we never know if Rabbi Vol was uh, actually a rabbi. Right. Can, can Rabbi Vol perform bar and bat mitzvahs? Don't know, and I don't know if John um, Warren was actually a rabbi. <laughs> no, he wasn't a rabbi. They're yeah, so they say Rabbi them. Warren when when the solo comes in, yeah. right? Yeah. So they refer, yeah, that's the name version. of their actual bass player. And when yeah. I, the first time I actually noticed that, I turned to Jessica and I'm like, "Is is John Warren ethnically Jewish? I don't have any idea." <laughs> yeah, I don't. Think I, it I don't. Really th- I don't think so. But I wasn't that crazy to think so because there is another big Christian punk band you know punk adjacent band whose lead singer was jewish and that was the supertones so it's not that and they're like the most christian band yeah <laughs> yeah well they, uh, they, they the jews like the old testament yeah you know so <laughs> you know it's fine you know jesus was jewish so there you go but uh um, yeah so yeah. <laughs> well speaking of that i have one other dr warren story that actually ties into the christian theme of our podcast and that yeah. is Doc, so, so I was a huge Zayn Abbey Giants fan for my whole life. They're like the band that carried with me through different times where I was into different types of music. They're like the band that I kept with no matter if I like grunge and then I dropped grunge for skate punk and then I started listening to ska, but I always had Zayn Abbey Giants. Um, one time at a youth at a youth group, I brought severe tire damage. I had just bought it to youth group and I was like, nice. there's no swears on this. So I'm fit. And then the thing is my parents were not stringent about music. They didn't care. Like they, they, they're the reason I was Christian, but they didn't care. Like as long as I wasn't, didn't have like really filthy music. Like the only two, I said, I, the only two CDs they ever took away from me were nine inch nails and broken EP for obvious <laughs> oh, reasons. But uh-huh. then also Adam Sandler's, they're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's an no! incredible, well, it's an incredible, no! other than lunch lady land and uh, the Hanukkah song. It is an incredibly it's dirty. So album. dirty. Every song, yeah. every track. on Is that, that the one with, um, with all the beatings of the high school science teacher and the beatings, or is that the next, that might be the um, next one. They're the, both. It so was good. almost every Tollbooth track. Willie? on the first Adam Sandler CD is just incredibly graphic sex jokes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, they were great. So my, so my parents had no problem with me having music that had some swears. They didn't care, but I knew like if I was going to bring my CD player to, and I went to a lot of different churches throughout my life and I knew like, okay, this church or this youth group or this youth retreat, I better not bring certain CDs. So that was why it was always nice for me to have Christian punk and regular punk, like I have Leave both. the blank at home. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, leave- okay, exactly, I leave the blank at home, but I can bring my Reliant KCDs to this youth retreat. Well, I was like, okay, I think I'm safe to bring my They Might Be Giants Severe Tire Damage to this youth group because there's no swears, and this particular youth group is not, like, it has to not... Because that, that pastor loved the Dust Brothers, 
So I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess because they didn't have. Yeah. No way. I mean, Beck, I, like then, Beck and stuff like that. It's not the dirtiest yeah. stuff, but you know, it's. So I was like, okay, I'll be all right with this. And then I put it on, like after youth group was over, I put it on the the sound system in the church. And I got to listen to nice. Dr. Worm, like on these you know, church speakers in this giant church room. And I'm like, this sounds awesome. And yeah. then the pastor was like, what is <laughs> yeah. this? And like everyone at church at youth group that night got into the song Dr. Worm. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I knew. Hell yeah. And then the pastor asked me, he's like, they don't swear, do they? And I'm like, no, no, no. And I knew like, okay, well, don't go by Apollo 18. <laughs> in my, I didn't say this to him. Yeah, because right, it, yeah. Yeah. Because it had a bitch in it. Second track. I mean, even even dig my grave. I mean, that's stuff that like pe- they might be like, hmm, yeah. what is this song about? You know, the topical, yeah, like Doctor Worm. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, yeah. What, are, what's going on over there? Where our computer was about to die, so Jessica ran Uh-oh. to get the uh, <laughs> the charger. So, so hey, anyway. I was wondering if I could uh, uh, sing you a little rendition of a song that you'll know. Sure, because uh, uh, yeah, on so your podcast, this- we, everyone. We just want to let everyone know, definitely go listen to our episode with Greg on his podcast. Yes. And if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, please go listen to the end of it. You have to. I don't want to say what it is, but go listen to the end. (laughs) No, listen to the whole thing or Blue Apron will pay me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so here's one. So get get your bleep button ready. Okay. Piss. Fuck your mother. (laughs) Smart turd. I'm your mom. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Reliant K song. Yep. <laughs> I downloaded on Napster. It said Napster Family Reunion. I mean, it said Reliant K. Frenzy you covered it. Family Reunion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this you know, <laughs> to the topic at hand. This is a good cover. I like it. And like I said, I have no problem with them keeping the vibe the same because it's one of my favorite songs. I mean, I feel like with a cover, either you need to stay fairly faithful but you know make it your own you know you got to make it sound like your band or make it really bizarre right you know those are like my two favorite ways well yeah you guys do a cover section i do a cover section of whatever episode we're doing and yeah it's like you just find a bunch of uh acoustic guitar covers and i just narrow it down to one because i'm like that's enough yeah (laughs) here's a ukulele cover Oh, here's a piano cover. Like, it's like, you know, but like a full band. Like, these are like legit covers. These are, this is a, you know, like this is a lot of work yeah. doing. I mean, once you get live drums involved, I mean, I know how to record drums and that just ups the ante by a ton. If there's no drums on the track, it's like, that's easy. That's like, you know, what's the point? Mm-hmm. No, it's like, <laughs> not what's the point, but like, it, it, like this is a legit covers album. It's not just like, you know, Matt was like, yeah, I'll just I'll just go solo, guys. You just right. I'll just record this in a day. Right? There must be I'll just solo, record the whole album in a day. There must be solo covers of Doctor Worm, but I'm like, oh, would I would I even want to hear that? <laughs> there must be like some guy in his bedroom just singing yeah. Doctor Worm, yeah, on his guitar by yeah. himself. Well, okay. it's like well, like like I said, like when we when Kara and I did that, like it was the third episode that I'd ever taped, and I hadn't even aired the first episode when we recorded it, so there was like no feedback on it, like no fan feedback or anything. No one was listening at the time anyway. And so, like, we, like, there were so many covers. We ended up just finding some on the fly. Cause I'm like, here's a couple. And then we're like, we still got time to kill, you know, the, the baby's asleep. And we're like, well, let's just look, see what else we got. So, like, I think I'd already found the Reliant K one. And yeah. I'm like, ah, that's some sort of Christian y band, right? <laughs> oh, this is good. And then, like, we find, like, an acapella one. There's a really good acapella one. There were all these, all these great covers. Yeah. I don't, 
I think we played one like guitar cover of it and it really wasn't that good. And we're like, but we, there were plenty. It's a song that is so obscure, according to the Reliant K's drummer, um, <laughs> that there were a bajillion covers of it, including theirs. Yeah. <laughs> we found, I was, I did look into it. I was like, cause when it comes to us doing this, co- the cover album songs, we're like, okay, we're probably not going to look for covers of the cover. Because, yeah, yeah there might be guitar covers, which we don't really talk about because it's just a guy in their bedroom playing along to the song. It's like, what do you talk about? That's but, that's uh, not a cover. Yeah, if you play a... along, if the original song is playing in the background, right. I've covered thousands of songs. Yeah, exactly. That's what I did in college. That, I, I would put on Saves the Day Through Being Cool and just play along with the entire thing. Yeah. Somehow, co- I like, didn't consider them cover, covers. Drum cover, guitar cover, that got stuck in the vernacular, but it's not true. It's, it's no, a those are not it's covers. It's a play along. It should be yeah. called like play along. <laughs> yeah, if you just muted it and just played it, like even if like they just put it on earbuds and we're playing along, as long as I can't hear the original, I'd call it a cover. Right. Yeah. Occasionally, you know, but yeah. Once oh. in, I check out some of the guitar covers on any given episode because I'm like, once in a while, someone's tone or maybe they're playing the key slightly wrong, and it will add a little extra to the song and i'm like just listen to this version <laughs> like just listen with or, or like extra yeah music. or yeah. if they like went off on it i think so there's this guy that does like he's just a bass player that likes to learn all these songs like they might be giant songs have really killer bass parts for the most part and so he will like like an, a new album will come out and he'll do a bass cover of every single song which is just him playing along with it just on bass you know he doesn't sing it's just the bass um, and he's an excellent bass player and he'll put on YouTube, he'll have the one with the audio and then the one that's just the bass, which I think is more like, oh, hey, if you're a bass player, watch this. I figured it out. You can watch my hands and play it like almost like a tutorial kind of thing more. But like the only time I ever played one of his videos on an episode of mine was a song where the original They Might Be Giants track did not have bass guitar in it at all. So he made up a bass oh, part I, I think to I go this, yeah. in it. Yeah, I'm blanking out what song it is. I, I can't remember. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was a song that didn't have bass. So even though he was playing along with the original, he wasn't playing along with Danny Weinkoff. He was making up a thing. Right. So I'm like, yeah, that, that I'll play. Yeah. Yeah, if you drummed along with a song that didn't have drums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, sure, I'd play that. Yeah. So I don't know if any Reliant K song doesn't have drums or bass or guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may be something on Collapsible Lung because it's their Perhaps. pop album. Yeah. Hey, if you get to a song that has you can't find any cover, even if I don't know the song, just let me know. Okay. Maybe if I have time to cover it. Oh, I'll, yeah, we I'll, have done I'll, that. I'll the something. thing you were talking about, uh, we've done that as well. We've Once in a while. Shout out. Uh, yeah. yeah, shout yeah. out. Like, please, anyone, <laughs> send us a cover. And the only time, the last episode we recorded, the one that just came out before we recorded this, was a song on their demo that I was like, there's no covers. I sh- and I, it was way too late for me to ask anybody. Because t- typically when we ask, it still takes a week or two. We have to like get the word out. We yeah. actually announce our episodes. Right. Like We try to announce our episodes three weeks at a time so people can send us voicemails and stuff ahead of time. I was oh, like, that's good. Yeah, I was like, most other song, pretty much any other song by song podcast tries to like leave it as a surprise. I'm like, well, let's make our thing that it's not a surprise. <laughs> At least yeah, if you, no, there's, yeah. there's definitely good things about that. Yeah. yeah. But if there's one like, or, or if there's one where it's like, all you can find are acoustic guitar covers, pitch it to me and I'll do it like on like a $1 Yamaha keyboard oh, okay. with like a little rinky drum machine or something stupid. I'll kick out something dumb that you can make fun of. Okay. I'll, <laughs> and I'll use like a pseudonym of <laughs> or something. That'll be funny. We'll do it as a gag. Or I could do a real one if there's really one that you want me to do. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I, I'll think about it. Especially because okay. now I'm at home all yeah. <laughs> friggin' day. I should just send I don't you know. a list of... Rad. Oh, yeah. There were none of that. Yeah. Yeah, This so the song we did B-rad. last week, it was called B-Rad, and I picked it because yeah. I'm like, oh, it sounds like a, something we need in the world right now. B-Rad. Well, it turned out it was like an ironic title, and it's about people who aren't rad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I thought it was about a guy named Brad. Yeah. B-Rad. 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 The Untimely Death of Brad. Oh, that's right. Five Iron yeah. Frenzy song. Yeah. <laughs> I love that EP. That's so good. Five Iron Frenzy rules. I Yeah, I told you my art. Yeah, I mentioned it on the other, the crossover. But yeah, Lauren, uh, Miss Walton, our art teacher, made me a Reliant K playlist. And uh, and yeah, because uh, I told her, I'm like, yeah, I've heard a couple songs. And I mean, the one I've heard the most is the Dr. Worm cover for obvious reasons. Uh did you find and, that playlist? Because last on your show, you couldn't, you weren't able to find the playlist. Okay. Yeah, I can. Yeah. See, the problem is like when you share. Like, did I forget to follow it? She shared it with me, and I forgot to hit follow, and now it's not popping up. Um. Anyway, she actually just texted me about something. Be like, send me a link to that again. Um. But yeah, it did have um. A lot of ones you mentioned because I did end up finding it and then now I can't find it again. Um, but it was a good, like I told her just like 10, like distill it to like 10 songs. Because, you know, a band that has a million songs, like if I was going to introduce someone to They Might Be Giants, right. I wouldn't be like, here's a four hour playlist. Like, <laughs> yeah. you got to like encapsulate <laughs> the band. Right. So these guys have a lot of songs. They don't have They Might Be Giants, a lot of songs, but you wouldn't be like, we'll just go listen to everything. Be like, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I want to find out if I like this band. Give me the greatest hits, you know, right. distill it. Um, and yeah, it was it was good. And yeah, and then we talked about Five Iron Frenzy. So I she let me hear that song that they wrote about Five Iron Frenzy. So yeah, I'm digging it. I'm gonna and I'm gonna go listen to this whole covers album because there's some uh, some good selections yeah. of uh, songs to cover. Yeah. Well, next time we'll be doing next time we cover this album, we'll be doing Baby. Yeah. So. You can sign baby. up. For, you can sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can hear- yeah. Because yeah, I am yeah. on your Patreon. It's only fair. Uh, yeah, I now. Yeah, now I've. This no, was a, I this whole th- this whole thing about having you on our show was actually just a long con to get you to get me to, to give you for five dollars. <laughs> and they just kind of cancel each other out, like whatever. Money. It worked. Actually, yeah. the only winner is Patreon because technically, Taking the money fees. I send you gets plucked by Patreon, and the money you would send us would also get plucked by Patreon. You know, it's a really solid site. You know, it's very well. Like it looks clean, it operates well. I I have no qualms about that. They've got them, you know. They're not filling it full of ads for everybody, right. so you know. And I it appreciate makes sense. that. I'm it's fine like with basically it. free. This is a yeah. I, I even mentioned this, but so someone asked me in my real life, like they were thinking about starting a Patreon, and like just go start it because there's no startup fees. There's no like you know monthly commitment. You like you're either you either have followers and they're paying you and they pay Patreon, or you don't. You know what I mean? There's no like loss. So if right. anyone out there is thinking of starting a Patreon, you can literally just go start it and it's not going to cost you yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do it. That's the main, me- that's the main message of this episode. <laughs> I just like how ju- Dr. Worm. <laughs> I just, let- I just did it. Let's see. PayPal. There you go. There you go, guys. I'm a, I'm a patron now. Oh, you are? Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> This might be a podcast. It's a patron of Sadie Hawkins Pods. Well, now we're if, if you, since you are, we oh, want you to need ex- my address. What are you sending me, sweet, sweet 
swag. Well, we oh yeah, we, oh that's right. You're gonna get some stickers. <laughs> yeah, get some stickers. I need to ask you about T-shirt advice and stuff because all we were able to figure out right sure. now is stickers. I've never yeah. produced. You're gonna have produced T-shirts ever. Yeah, 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 definitely. You're gonna have two new sticker designs coming your way pretty oh, soon. Okay, cool. Well, we'll send yeah. you stickers, and uh, as long as we're advertising, so everyone out there listening can remember. And I need to explain this to Greg. This is an awful, <laughs> awful book. <laughs> what? That has the, nothing. What? That Reliant K them. The the truth is, Reliant K themselves had nothing to do with this book. Basically, like their you know copyright was licensed for this awful relationship book that is Wait, complete what? fluff. And nothing, and we're going chapter by chapter through it because. Wait, is, is it about them at no, all? No, it's not. It's not about them at That's all. That's just their picture was used. Yeah, basically, it's just like a really and their song titles and yeah, what? and yeah. their pictures are like inside each chapter. So why is it? Why them? I don't know. I, I just know. just it was something to sell, I guess. Like we don't know. Wait, the what's real the title st- again? The complex. It's co- it's, it's the con- it's. The complex infrastructure known as the female mind. As- it's a reference to their song. <laughs> it's a reference to their song "Mood Rings," which is like oh okay, which is like a top five popular song. It's yeah. like a song that people know. And but is that line sung like sarcastically? Is what? Is that line sung like sarcastically? Or what's the context? I don't. Well, know the context song. of "Mood Rings" is like it's a it's a now problematic yeah. pop punk. Oh yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, 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 it's a now problematic pop punk song about like how girls are just too hard to understand. What's their problem? Sure. And when you listen to it, yeah. it is you know the thing is there are so many other pop punk bands like that blame the girls heavily. Like why don't you oh, why yeah. don't you love me? What's wrong with you? In the nineties, yeah. yeah, I'm so nice. I'm the nice guy, and that's why I'm calling you out in this popular song mood ring i'm so nice mood rings is still problematic but at least it's not it's it's not like i don't know i, I we'll get to it someday no we're doing that song for episode 50 yeah we're doing it pretty do they still play it live oh they do oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 like yeah. It's, I, i'm yeah, sure okay. if it was that's the thing is it's like it is problematic but it's not like i'm sure it could hurt some people but it's not really hurtful yeah it's it's just like it's just like you know you're a teenager you don't understand why is this girl mean yeah. to me sometimes and nice to me sometimes it's because she's a human and that's just how humans act but he must should... be your time of the <laughs> yeah. month right well they don't say that <laughs> so then this book exists where I don't know who wrote it we've never searched the actual history the true history there's like a fictional history on top of the yeah. existence of this book about Reliant K wrote you this book about blo- no no this ghostwriter wrote this awful relationship book about understanding girls but like it's all surface right. level garbage that's not really about uh, what girls are like at all so you'll get to hear sure. us go see, but you don't you know you can you can listen to us talk about it yeah <laughs> and maybe yeah, learn i can't wait to get some girls. stickers now where <laughs> yeah. are we gonna put these stickers i'm already thinking about it. i want a sticker of your dog oh that's, that's a good on idea. the patron yeah, we should, the pa- yeah. <laughs> we should. <laughs> people love animals and babies yeah. so like yeah. Like when the podcast t-shirts came out, I put like, you know, a lady's small on my toddler right. and people loved the shit out of it. Yeah. I got to swear more. I forgot to swear. Fucking <laughs> I forgot to fucking swear. Bleep, 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 bleep. Yo, me and Bobby, we was walking down the street. Okay. I'll stop. That's, now. <laughs> that's the best bleeping song ever. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was the, yeah, the whole idea. Just bleep stuff that I said that wasn't a swear. Yeah. Well, was there anything else you wanted to mention about uh, Doctor Worm or anything? Worm. Yeah, uh, look, we've we've been talking for an hour and we talked for about half an hour before you joined, so I think we're we're yeah. getting there. 
Anything? So tell yeah. the, tell it, everyone. It, it was it was a good choice. It was yeah. a good choice, uh, and they did a good job with it. So you know, yeah, I dig it. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go listen to that whole covers album. So uh, let everyone know. Yes. Let everyone know what's your podcast and uh, where they can find it. And you have a oh po- boy, I'll tell you, <laughs> I've done I've I've done so few episodes I can't even remember anything about. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this might be a podcast. Uh, we just released episode seventy five. I've recorded all the way to ninety. This is yeah ninety. Uh, so. You're so and much a bunch better of than us. We, rec- we sometimes record <laughs> so, right before we post. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, like right now, like I've got, you know, what, what am I going to, you know, what am I doing? Like when the baby's asleep and my wife is like, I got to read some stuff for class tomorrow. You know what? And it's, and since I have a different guest on every episode, I mean, like, I think I told you, it's like, I could be like, well, let's, let's see. Like, well, t- cars tennis is canceled now for the time being, but like, okay, every Thursday, seven thirty, car plays tennis, baby's asleep. I'm home by myself. Who can record, you know? And I'll be like, Hey, uh, blah, 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 blah. I want to talk about this song. Can you record on Thursday at seven thirty? No. Okay. <laughs> next person. Well, can you record next Thursday? Yes. Okay. Sold. And then I'll just like, just plow through a bunch of them. And then in the summer I can kind of take it easy <laughs> and just edit. <laughs> So uh, this might be a podcast.com. This might be a podcast.bandcamp.com is where you can find a crap load of covers of They Might Be Giants songs. Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast if you listen to it and you want to hear even more. But I've had a lot of cool guests on. Yeah, Mike Park of uh, Asian Man Records, Colin Clive of uh, Mustard Plug. Uh, what other, you know, dorky bands that Reliant K fans would like? Yeah. <laughs> 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 You know, we love Sky, you know, Pop Punk. You know, I'm just, you know they might be giants or dorky bands, so that all makes sense. I've had Francis Quinlan from Hopalong, um, John O'Neill, the Mountain Goats. Yeah, and then the one I just put out was uh, with my first hip-hop artist as a guest, which opened Mike Eagle, um, talked about Weep Day. So go listen to that. So uh, thanks, guys, for having me thanks. on. That was, uh, this is, this is fun. I like of, being on other people's yeah. podcasts. You've had a lot of... Pers- you have to edit it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you've had a lot of prestigious guests, and uh, we've just had you, so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you saying I'm not prestigious? Is that what that tone no, was? No, I'm saying you've had a lot of prestigious guests, and we've had one <laughs> prestigious yeah. guest. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so famous now. Yeah. No, it's funny. I'm excited to talk to Justin McElroy, because I'm like, how did you get famous as a podcaster? How does that work? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, though. You guys are having fun, though, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Spending quality time, yeah. Husband and wife, yeah. it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. It's funny that Doctor Worm episode. People are like, "You and your wife had really good uh, chemistry." I'm like, "We've been married for over a decade, <laughs> so I hope so." It's not like Ozark where they just like hate each other and spy on each other and plan conniving things. If you guys don't watch that, that wouldn't make any sense. No, we. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps trying to get us to. Netflix yeah. keeps trying to get us to watch that. Yeah. So. Maybe it's we so good. Okay. All right. So well, then good. we'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your fans will get it. You're cooler fans. Yeah. Watched <laughs> Ozark. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thank you, Greg. Thank yeah. On. Of course. Uh, I'm going to go do a Patreon stream about the Beach Boys for some reason. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. If you didn't see my tweet, I'm like, I'm going to start doing when I have extra time on my hands. I'm just going to do solo pods about non the giant stuff. So I'm going to talk about good vibrations for like an hour well, on a live stream. So Reliant K is hugely influenced by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Not to the extent that yeah. you, those like, harmonies. Yeah. The harmonies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, whoa. Oh, oh, okay. oh someone's calling. Right. Gotta hang up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Hasta la próxima.